the all-star app, the number one app in the business, UFC, Bellator, One Championship, PFL, and more. Get the app right now. Link in description. Man, since uh, joining Bellator, man, it seems like you have had better performances each time out, right? Uh, but they're all different performances. Is it wrong to say that uh, your fight IQ has elevated extremely in the past two years? No, I mean, my fight IQ is always evolving. But I think the uh, the dominance and the excitement and the fights, the better performances have come from less pressure and an organization that actually values you for what you are good at. You know, when I came, I told him, I just want to go back to wrestling and ground upon it. I said, Mr. Anderson, if that's what you want to do, as long as you win, we're going to treat you right. And uh, they kept their word. That's what's been going on. So I just been going out there just having fun and being me again. And when people, you fear the wrestling, the hands open up. If you don't, if you fear the hands, the wrestling open up. The kicks, whatever it is, everything, the left hand feeds the right hand. It all works together. So having fun is the the big connection there then. Just you being free and having fun and just going in there and, and just doing what you love. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's towards the end of my it's my contract. Not even contract because I didn't finish my contract. But towards the end of my stint in the UFC, it was, it was stressful, you know, to the point where when I woke up to go to the gym, I was like, oh, I really don't feel like going to the gym today because I knew I had a fight coming up and I had to go out here to do something I didn't want to do. As for now, I was like, okay, I can just go work on what I want to work on. You know, I don't have to drive such an hour to go learn how to be exciting with my kicks. I don't have to worry about trying to throw anything spinning and knock people out just to get recognition. Now it's like I could just fight and keep going. So I'm just going back to my roots, you know, stuck to my original coaches, to the original game plan, and just doing what I do every day. I love it. I love it, man. And and speaking of uh like being in your prime, you know, what I mean, it seems like you you felt like you've been you've been running on all cylinders for a while. Do you feel like there's a separation between being in your physical prime and being in your mental prime? Yes, 100%. 100%. I mean, I feel your mental prime actually goes a lot longer than your physical prime. You know, we can think like Frankie Edgar, for example. That's like my mentor, and I watch him every day. His mentality prime, like, I still roll with him now, like, in jiu-jitsu. You can just tell, like, his fight IQ, the things he can see, and he grabs the mission so fast because his – his mind is forever evolving, you know, like you got old man wisdom, things you pick up. You got old man wisdom and old man strength. Now, old man strength does not go along with the physicality that your body can hold. Now, you grab him, you feel it like, oh, he's got dead strength. He's strong. But that body, it don't hold up the same, you know. Um, and as for like, I feel like my mentality, mental is constantly growing. My physical strength, I feel like right now I'm at like that peak prime area. But at the same time, there's certain things I do that I used to do a long time ago I can't do anymore to the same extent. I have to slow it down because the back is start hurting. The knee lights start coming on. You know, shoulders start cracking, wrists popping because that's just the age catching up. But the wisdom and the fight IQ is forever growing, I feel like. Do you feel like you've, like, leveled it out now? You know you know how people say if you level it out, you get the, the best version of a fighter. Mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, I think. What was it two camps ago? Was it going to the Ryan Bader fight? I think that's when I figured out that level. I remember pulling all my all the big guys I spar with and train with. I called everybody, like, yo, be at the gym 30 minutes early before sparring. We need to have a little meet. We need to talk. I told them, I'm like, yo, if you're going to be part of this camp, we're going to be smart. They're like, what you mean? We're always smart. Like, nah, usually we hear like rocking, socking robots. We're all taking damage. We're getting hit with little gloves in here. And then you get into a fight in that first hit, you get rocked. We got to do this smart. We can go hard. We can push the pace. But we got to be smart. If I hit you, it ain't going to be hard. 
you know, and then we figured it out. We figured it out. And it was like, all right, we're going to start drilling. Whatever we did wrong, we're going to do this and do that, blah, blah, blah. And then over time, we figured out how we were doing. Man, ain't nobody getting cut. Nobody getting bruised up. Nobody getting hurt. Anything. We can go from here, go home, come back and train Monday, no problem. And then it's like we started dialing up a little bit. Like, all right, so this is what we're going to do. Early in camp for the first six, seven weeks or whatever, we're going to turn it up hard. We're still not going to be like sparring like recklessly. But we're going to hit a little hard, you know, because you need to – you got to be aware. You can hit with that first shot in the fight and you ain't been hit like that. It's like, oh, whoa. You know, we can put a little bit on it, but don't put everything. Like you're trying to knock nobody out. No head kicks trying to knock people out. Pull the kick. Blah, 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 blah. And then the last five, six weeks, we just taper down. We go back to this life stuff. And ever since we did that, like everybody, like everybody's game just evolved up. Everybody's bodies feel better. Nobody's taking time off. Like, yo, I can't come today because my back hurt or I got headaches from getting hit. It's been amazing. So, like I said, I feel like now we got that bounce. The whole team got that bounce. I make sure all the big guys is with me, amateur. If you ain't even fought yet, if you're working with us, you're on the same page. If you start acting pride, prideful, you're throwing big shots, get out of here. Like, we're not taking a, nobody getting hurt because you got pride. You know, we're going to do this the right way, and everybody going to grow together. We're going to get to the top together. And that's what we've been doing. You mentioned uh, Frankie Edgar earlier. He's heading into his retirement fight. How has the energy been? You know, it's going to be the last time, man, doing a camp alongside him. I mean, for me, it was like the last dance. You know, everybody's in that documentary with Michael Jordan. The last, that's pretty much what it was for me. You know, Frankie Edgar was that MJ for us. This is going to be the last time. Me, him, and Kaylin Chukagan, all three went to camp together at the same time. Like, this is the last time. And we all three have done camps. Me and Kaylin started here at the same team around the same time in 2014. Frank was the leader. We both watched and studied and asked questions to. And now it's like, I said to Kaylin, we're no longer the rookies. We're the old heads, these young guys coming in. They're trying to be like us and trying to impress us and trying to beat us. And it's like, now you see Frankie just, he's going to go off to the sunset. It's like, yo, this is the last time we all three can do this together. Like, it just be me and you, Kaylin, after that. We'd be the last high-caliber guys here. And it's been kind of emotional, but at the same time, it's been exciting because to see Frankie is still going just like he was the first day I was in the gym. And every day I see him work, it pushes me to work. When I'm working, I look over, you see Caitlin watching me. We're doing extra movement rounds, touch. We're doing all this extra stuff to push each other because we keep seeing each other doing more. And it's just fueling us to be better for this camp, you know. Granted, Caitlin fell short and hers was lost was close decision. But now it's like me and Frankie, we got to go out there and go back to back, 2 and 0. If he lead, I'm going to follow. It, it almost seems like uh, a passing of the torch moment. You know, his last fight, and then now you're going into this title fight with all this money on the line. And it kind of it's a legacy fight for you in many ways, right? Yeah, that actually hit me, what, Saturday night? I was hunting and I was posting a post. I took a picture of Frankie and his family and my family. And I'm saying today was the day I regret. Like the day I knew it was coming has come. The last day I get to do a camp where Frank Yeager is coming. As I finished posting, I thought about it. Like I'm sitting there like, wow, not Frankie going. I mean, it's kind of like you said, passing the torch. Like Frankie's going out. I'm about to go hopefully get my first title. I'll come back. I'll be the guy in the gym that was a champ. Like when he was a 155 champion, I'll be like that new leader of the team. Like I'm the guy that's, that then made it there. And people going to be asking questions. So and it was like, man. This is really like the pass of the torch. And literally, after I started thinking that, his best friend, Chris McGorry, who was in the corner, messaged me and said, it's your time now, champ. And I was like, oh, like this is – like I almost got a little cheery. Like, because you never – I've always looked up to Frankie. I never wanted to be a leader over Frankie. I always let Frankie lead. When he's there, 
Whatever you're running for practice, do it. Don't ask me. But no, you can teach someone. You got it, Frankie. But no, show me that move you do. But now it's like, Frankie ain't going to be there no more. He'll be in the gym, but he's not going to be in camp. So now people are going to be asking that court, what are we going to work on? It's like, it's something you got to, that's a big responsibility I feel like I got to take on. Yeah, man. It's, it's it's a good responsibility at the end of the day. You know, you you you, you continue the legacy of Jim and the team. Now you got this huge fight coming up, Belter 288. It's the rematch versus Nedkov. You said after the fight that you felt you are the uncrowned champ. And then you talked about you had an encounter with Nemkov's coach backstage. Did that exchange add a lot of fuel to, to this rematch? No, I mean, the thing that added more fuel to it is once I realized I'm not the champ. You know, I said it in, like, I am the champ. Yeah, I won. I beat him, blah, 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 blah. Then a few weeks go by, and that spot is still empty on my wall where the belt was supposed to go, and it, it sits. Like, you're not the champ. Yeah, you might have went out there and you were dominating the champ or whatever for those two rounds. But until that belt is around your waist, you're not the champ. You know, what Fedor said, you know, that, that had me hyped up at the moment. I can't go out and prove. I can't wait to come back and prove him. But now it's like I ain't even thought about what he said no more. It's just the fact that I, my shirt's fight says unfinished business. I never finished my business trip. You know, when I left, I was going on a business trip, and I had a, a mission to come back with that belt. And, uh, you know, I go out now, I tell my wife, I get more recognition now after that fight. Like, I'll be in Dick Sporting Goods at Walmart here. Somebody's like, yo, chip. Hey, yo, that's cool. That's chip right there. You know, I just, I just wave, and I don't get excited about it. I just keep going with my head down. It's like, because I'm not the champ. You know, no matter what people think of how that performance went, I'm not the champ. I don't have the belt. And, you know, that is what hurts because I did so well. I did everything I was supposed to do to get there, and then just that small headbutt kept me from becoming a champ. And now it's like I just got to go out there and do it again, even smarter but even better. Just go out there and dominate. And this time I leave with the belt, I can literally say I am now the champ. In the first fight, you were able to do some damage on them cough. You know, when you hurt, or injure someone in a fight, do you feel like there is a deep down psychological effect heading into the rematch? <sighs> there is and there isn't. Now, what I think is a deep down psychological psychological impact was the takedown aspect because we've seen him get taken down before and he gets back up or he takes those guys down, vice versa, whatever it is. But you've never seen him get taken down and be held down. He only got up the one time when he, re- he went through that reverse towards the end of the round or the bump bridge and I bumped off too far. And I just bailed out. Instead of trying to stay on top and getting on, stuck on bottom, I just bailed out. And he got up. Other than that, when I got him down, it was just kind of like he was surviving. Now, that aspect, I feel, could have a psychological impact because, one, you're going to be – I know he's working his wrestling defense. And he's I'm sure he's going to have the confidence going in. Like, oh, he's not going to take me down. This time, I trained my butt off. I make sure he can't take me down. And if he gets taken down again, when he gets taken down again, that all that training and everything – it's going to panic. He probably worked on how we're going to get up if we can take him down. But the first thing you're going to think about is everything that happened last time. You know, I mean, you can try to play mind games with yourself, but I, these guys in jiu-jitsu, all the guys I train with in jiu-jitsu are black belts, multiple black time black belts. I'm a brown belt. They still be mopping the floor with me. And every time I go with them, I think about that same thing. Like, I start on top. Like, all right, make sure we don't get in this situation. We didn't work as a coach not to get here. Don't get there. Don't get there. And we're doing good. But that one moment you get there, it's like, and you, go, you start panicking. I'm, I'm breathing, trying to get up. I'm pushing. And before you know, my heart is racing. And then they didn't advance to something else. Now it's, it's too late. You know what I mean? Now I'm drowning. Now I'm in their world. Now I just got to do everything I can to try to keep to avoid from the finishing from coming. 
I know it's coming. It's like I do everything I can to keep from it happening, but they're just so good at it, you can't stop it. And if you do stop it, they're going to get you with something else. So, I mean, I think that's going to have more of a psychological impact than the big shots I landed with the punches, like I hit him with the hook yeah. cross and hurt him in the third. I, I think that anybody can get caught and get rocked. Anybody can get hit and get knocked out. But I say nobody – people say, oh, you got lucky. How do you get lucky when you take somebody down multiple times and you can keep out of danger? But I feel like you can get lucky when you land a shot. A punch can luckily knock somebody out. Mm-hmm. But you can't luckily just impose your will. That's my my thoughts on it. When I speak with other fighters and they talk about developing their skills with the striking compared to the wrestling, they're saying the wrestling is just takes 10 times longer. So do you feel like Nemkov will be able to fill in those gaps, develop the defense that he needs to defend and kind of, you know, push you away in the early rounds? I mean, have you seen the fight the first round? He defended the shots a few times, you know, but the thing is, so did Glover. A lot of people have fought. They defend that first few couple of takedowns. The thing is, like you said, it takes time to develop the wrestling that I have. It takes time to develop wrestling, period. He has wrestling, but he doesn't have the wrestling I have, which comes with the cardio to keep doing it over and over and over. Yes, he might get a little better. He might defend the first two rounds worth. But the thing is, I'll shoot for five rounds straight because I can do it all. It doesn't make – I don't get tired. I can shoot for five rounds straight and just keep doing it. And – he might defend for three rounds, but eventually I'm going to get him down. And the moment I get him down, that's when the panic going to hit. You know, he can get his confidence up when he defend the first three rounds. Like, oh, I keep defending, keep defending, I keep defending. But every time you defend, that takes a little bit more energy. It makes your arms a little bit more tired. It makes your legs a little bit more heavy. You know, every time I'm going to wait on it's like, oh, how many you breathing trying to pull two people up? You got to think, I wrestled heavyweight. I wrestled 285 pounds, 285-pound men for nine years of my life. I'm used to holding up weight, so that's why. That's why I have the cardio at 205. I can just do this all day long. These guys are light to me. So it's like I just keep putting pressure. Sometimes I just shoot just to put you on the cage to put pressure. Sometimes I'm shooting to take you down. Sometimes I'm shooting just to make you react, you know? And every little thing I make you do is wasting energy. As for me, it's like it doesn't – I can do it all day long. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, you know, when you're continuously going for the takedowns and and grappling and and clinching – it can get someone's arms tired and, and lower their guard because they're ex- anticipating you to shoot again and again and again, and that will open up the the head, right? Do you do you see like a possibility of you getting a knockout like the one that you got against uh, Bader? No, I mean, I see a possibility of me just dominating. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't call shots. I don't see anything. I don't look for anything. The one time I look for something, it costs me, you know? I didn't get knocked out, but I lost my decision. I think I won that fight still. It was the only decision loss I had. But the whole fight, I was looking for one big shot that we worked on. And uh, it's like, I got rocked twice because of it. Other than now, it's just I just go out there playing to dominate in every aspect of the game. I work everything. I work punches. I work kick. I work wrestling. I work jiu-jitsu. I work judo. I work everything. So wherever the fight goes, I'll be ready. I'll be prepared. And like I said, the left hand feeds the right hand. You know, right hand feeds the left hand. So if I fake a shot and he go to react, I come up with the punch. I start hitting with punch. He start putting his hands up. The legs are over. If I start throwing my hands high, he brings his hands high. I got kicks low. He start worrying about the kicks. I go high. You mix it up. You know, you put everything together. I can go here to get your tie. Do a judo throw. I can get him to the ground. Do jujitsu. Jujitsu to the ground. If I, everything goes together. So with that being said, I'm just prepared to put every tool I have in the toolbox into play. And whatever he reacts to, I'm gonna take it. If I take him down. 
and ground upon them, pound them out, I ground upon them out. If I take him down and catch a submission, I get a submission. If I go for a shot, he go to react, and I come up with a shot and have it land and knock him out, I knock him out. But the plan is, I plan on just doing everything I can so at the end, it's just a dominant victory. Someone told me that the, what you're just describing, that style is called the washing, mirror, washing machine of terror. Someone said that to me one time, and I, I like it, man. I like it. I like the style, and it's going to be an incredible fight, man. November 18th, Bellator 288 in Chicago. If you want to know more about the event, go download the All-Star app in the descriptions. Corey, thank you so much, man, for the time, and all the best in the fight. Well, thank you for having me, and uh, yes, see you guys in Chicago. <laughs>